What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. This is Darren, and if you like this content, you have got to come check out my new course, 90 Day Relationship Reset. If you've got drama in your relationships, if you're struggling with a relationship, this is the course for you. Go to my website, drdarrenwilson.com. It's the very first button you push. It'll take you right to the relationship webpage. You can sign up today. You can up-level your relationship. And in 90 days, your relationships will be reset. Come join me today, drdarrenwilson.com. I can't wait to see you in the course room. Well, welcome in everyone to the Life Coaching for Men podcast, episode number 72. Well, I hope everyone's doing well this week. Uh, it's been a exciting week for me. It's been a good week, um, and I'll just jump right in here and, and hop right to the point and tell you that my topic for this podcast has changed uh, in the last uh, couple days. I had another one teed up and ready to go, and I thought, no, we are going to live in the moment, live in the present, and make this thing um, extremely relevant for where we are right now, and more particularly where I am right now. And so I wanted to talk today about uncertainty and what do you do with uncertainty? What do you do with situations when you feel uncertain? And all of us can relate over the last year and a half now with COVID where there's been a lot of uncertainty. There's been a lot of uncertainty in our lives. There's been a lot of uncertainty in people's relationships. There's been uncertainty um, in people's jobs and whether they're having jobs or they not have jobs. There's uncertainty over the back vaccine. Um, there's just been a lot of uncertainty. And for me personally, it really hit home this week. And I found myself in the midst of an uncertain situation. And I noticed literally all of the feels. I mean, I challenge you all, you know, every week to feel your feelings and and, you know, notice what your body's doing and 
then notice what your brain's doing. And so I wanted to give you a, a real, real, real life example of what I've just went through and give you some practical steps and some practical solutions of what you can do uh, when you face an uncertain situation. Um, maybe you're continuing to face a difficult time with with COVID. Maybe you're having a, an uncertain relationship right now, or it's you know an, an uncertain uh, time to figure out if you want to retire. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Anything that that you're dealing with that you're just not sure about. Here are some things that I want you to consider as you move along this week. But first, let me tell you this. So a day and a half ago now, almost two days ago, um, I find all this out. So let me back up a little bit. I find all this out on Monday at about midday. Okay, so I this podcast comes out on Thursday. I find all this stuff out on Monday about midday and I'm recording this on Tuesday evening. And so as I back up and I, I get a phone call from my mother at about, I don't know, 1130 uh, Monday morning, and she'll call me occasionally, but normally when she calls, the first thing she says is, everything's okay, just wanted to check in. Well, this time it was different. And this time she says, um, well, I need to tell you something about your dad. And so immediately, right, your brain goes in all different sorts of directions. Um, so long story short, by this time, he was in the hospital and had had a catheter procedure done to check out his heart. Now, let's back up a little bit and go to Saturday of this week, actually Friday. So Friday, he has one chest pain, comes in from doing some yard work. It goes away. Saturday... One chest pain comes in from doing a little yard work. It goes away. He thinks maybe it's, you know, indigestion. Sometimes you get, you know, that or heartburn. You know, heartburn can can hurt for a while and then <clears throat> then it goes away. So let's go to Sunday now. So we've had one one on Friday, one on Saturday. Now we're on Sunday. Sunday, and, and my dad is in shape. Um, he walks every day. He eats a healthy diet. Uh, so no reason to think even for him, that there's any sort of heart issue. So he's walking in our neighborhood and or in his neighborhood, and in their neighborhood, there's a there's a slight hill. It's not a huge hill, but it's a, it's a pretty good hill. We found on Sunday afternoon he couldn't get up that hill without um, catching his breath. And so he turned around and came back. And being uh, stubborn and hard-headed like my dad is, he just chalked it up to, well, something's going on, but I don't know what exactly. Maybe I'll have it checked out. You know, he doesn't want to go to the emergency room because it's a weekend. He can wait till tomorrow, see his doctor. Fast forward to tomorrow morning. Does he wait at the house and call the doctor? No. He goes to work, right? He's in the banking business, goes to work. So he makes a phone call to the doctor's office, and he's been to the same doctor for 30 years and tells the a receptionist uh, who knows him very well says, hey, I'm having some chest pains. And she said, get over here right now. And so kudos to him. He did. He got over there right now. And my mom had already urged him to go to the doctor first thing Monday morning. So he leaves work, goes to the doctor, gets there. They do an EKG. Doctor looks at it and goes, we got a problem. You've got major heart issues. I'm not sure exactly what it is. Put him in an ambulance. So now fast forward to Monday about 11 o'clock. They've already now done the procedure to see what's going on in the heart. 
he was hoping he could put a couple stints in. That didn't happen. If you've been through this or you've been through, you know, a relative or a loved one with this, you you know all this all too well. He finds out he's got three major, one major artery, and then the other two arteries are blocked. One's 100%, one's about 90%, and one's about 85%. So they schedule him for open-heart surgery the next morning. So they go into, you know, full alert as far as getting him in a room, getting, you know, he's already taken two or three of those pills, and, you know, they're trying to make sure he's stable and all the stuff. So I get that phone call, and immediately it hits me. And what I want what I want you to know as the audience, and I, I get this with clients, and sometimes I get emails, and they're like, you know, how do you do this every week? Are you able to, you know, do you ever have problems? Do you ever have challenges? Well, I'm dealing with all the same stuff that you all are dealing with. And, you know, I might be a little more advanced than some of it, and some of it I'm still trying to, to catch up, right? It depends on what it is. We're all on our own journey. But this hit me, and it hit me in a way that I haven't been hit maybe ever, um, but certainly in a long, long time, because it, it, it said to me, hey, there's, there's a major issue, obviously, with your dad. Your dad's a strong guy. He can't fight this. Like, he's about to have open-heart surgery. And, you know, all of the stuff right then just ran through my body. You know, it just comes all over me. And so I've got fear, and I've got anxiety and I've got worry and I've got, you know, questions. I've got, oh, how does this impact me? Because any kind of, you know, heart condition, especially in men is, you know, hereditary. So all of the stuff is coming up over me. And as I'm learning more information, I'm trying to process it. You know, I'm talking with my mom and my sister and we're going back and forth. And I feel a, a serious state of uncertainty. Because I didn't know what to do, you know, and, and now you throw COVID in from a hospital standpoint and they don't let anybody else in other than one person. And so I can't go see him. I can't get in the hospital. I'm pretty much stuck. And so what do you do? What do you do in that time of uncertainty? And, and I will say this as we go through uh, some of these strategies, I'll tell you kind of what I did with them and, and how I used them. Um and how I processed it. Um, and this is another one of those prime examples of you're not trying to be perfect. You're just trying to get through it. And you also realize that this really isn't about you, right? I mean, it feels like it's about me because I'm the one feeling it in my body, but it's not about me. It's about him. And I just want to make sure that he's okay. And I want to do whatever I can to help that and ensure that. And I got no power, right? The only power I have is truly over me. I can't help my mom through this. I can do some things and say some comforting words, but I can't actually help her through it. I can't help my sister through it. I can't help my wife through it. I can't help my dad through it. I can only look to help me. And so hopefully this will help some of you out there that have dealt with something similar to this or are going through an uncertain time now that you'll be able to listen to this, gain some insight, and then be able to move through and move forward, um, you know, as quickly as you can uh, so you can at least, you know, function in a way that you want to be able to function for several hours or even if it if it leads into to several days. So 
Um, I love this quote to start um, as I was doing some research. Uh, uncertainty is the only certainty there is. Uh, as a mathematician, uh, John Allen Palos. Um, and then also he said, knowing how to live with insecurity is the only security. So, you know, a little bit of play on words there. Um, but how do you begin to cope with these types of insecurities, these types of uncertainties when it comes to circumstances outside of our control, right? Because I have no control over this. So what do I do with it? The first is don't try to resist it. And we've talked about this before with this, you know, a beach ball analogy that I like to use. When you try to resist something and you push that beach ball down in a pool of water, what happens? You feel that pressure, you feel that pressure, you feel that pressure, and all of a sudden it explodes. So again, don't try to resist it. Try to lean into it. Try to accept that, hey, this is where we are. And and this is the journey that he's on right now. It doesn't mean that I'm not sad. It doesn't mean that I'm not upset. It doesn't mean that I don't feel, you know, pain for him, for me, anything like that. But it does tend to at least lessen the feeling that's coming up within your body when you lean into that. And if you've tried to resist an emotion, and most of us have because that's how most of the population deals with emotions, we try to resist it, we try to push it away, then you know that tension. You know what that tension feels like. But when you try to lean into it, maybe you know when you try to lean in and you say, you know what, I'm going to stay in the present. I'm going to say this is exactly how it's supposed to be. He's right where he's supposed to be. I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And I'm going to just sit here and feel it and let it come up. And I'll tell you, when I did that, the emotions came. The emotions came. And after they kind of came, I felt better. I felt better. Now, it didn't mean that it went away. So I don't want you to think that. I wasn't just like, oh, la, la, life's great. Go have open heart surgery. No, I was still very concerned. And I still was dealing with that all throughout the night because he didn't have surgery until Tuesday morning. So I find this out Monday about noon. And so we go through all the day Monday and then he has sur- surgery on Tuesday morning. And so I'm. this is going kind of ebb and flowing with me, if you will. I will let it go. And then I start resisting. And what? I feel terrible. I try to let it go again. Emotions come. And it kind of kind of ebbs and flows throughout the day. But you start to feel just a little, just a little bit, just a little bit better. All right. Number two, find some healthy comfort items. Find some healthy comfort items. What are some things that you enjoy or that you like or that you may be able to, you know, embark on for a few hours or even a few minutes? For me, I've picked up my guitar. I just tried to play my guitar a little bit, give me a little bit of, of relief there. You know, that's kind of that comfort item that just says, you know what, I feel good with this guitar in my hand. Um, I know it's something that um, that I enjoy. We have an awesome Cavapoo. <laughs> if you've never heard of or have a Cavapoo, you ought to Google a Cavapoo. He's wonderful. And he's a very comforting dog. So I would get him and I would just pet him for a while. Just let him sit in my lap. So it doesn't matter what it is, but it, it the key is finding healthy, right? Don't go to alcohol. Don't go to sugar. But you find something that will kind of take your mind off of it 
and just allow you to go to another space and get a little comfort. Number three, and this one's important, is don't believe everything you think. Don't believe everything you think. Just because a negative, negative, negative thought comes into your mind, you don't have to believe it. Now, you can imagine what all was flooding my mind when I thought about him having open-heart surgery, right? It's kind of like for some of you, when you start thinking about losing your job or you think about whatever, you just have to know that these things are going to come, these things are going to ebb, they're going to flow, but you get to decide what you want to believe and what you don't want to believe. And, and again, right, filter that, filter that. What, what, what thoughts are helpful for me? What thoughts serve me well? And what thoughts need to be deleted immediately? And do not allow yourself to dwell on those thoughts that need to be deleted. And again, any sort of negative thought that would come up that I would think about him going through this surgery, I just got rid of. Now, it didn't mean I couldn't keep it from coming in because thoughts are just going to come, but it does mean I don't have to sit there and ruminate on them over and over and over again. And, you know, this is, again, one of those things where I wasn't I wasn't prepared for this. It wasn't like I had time to prepare and say, oh, these are all the things I'm going to do. No, I just found this out and now I'm in it. And so I have to really be cognizant of what my brain's doing. And my brain is always scanning for the negative, right? Just like your brain is, because that's what it's programmed to do. And so I have to consciously and constantly work on filtering that out. Don't believe everything that you think. Don't believe everything that comes into your your mind. Um, Pay attention, okay? The next one is pay attention. And I love this. The opposite of uncertainty is not certainty. It's presence, right? So instead of imagining that scary future, instead of having those imaginary conversations with yourself that tell you things aren't good, you check in and you pay attention and then you can say, okay, let's bring our attention into our breath. Let's bring our intention into the moment. Let's stay in the present. Let's not allow ourselves to go too far down the road of saying the what ifs and playing the what if game, but you stay right there and you really notice what are those emotions, right? What are the ones that are coming up? And I love it if you can name them, right? You start naming them, you write them down, right? And then in that moment, if you can become a little curious, and I did this right in the midst of it. I was like, man, why am I feeling this way? I cannot believe this came on me. I can't believe, you know, I started with, I can't believe, I can't believe. And then I went to, oh, why? Why did this hit me so hard? What is it that, that my brain went to? And why did my brain go so negative right off the bat that this hit me that hard? And then you start, right? You just start opening up to opening up to where you are and just say, you know what? That's what your brain did. We can be curious about it, and now we can stop, right? We can stop the negativity, and we can start focusing on what we mean, what we need to focus on. And then the last one is to find some meaning in the chaos. And so when you've got this chaos going all around you, you know, you just stop and you say, okay, let's find some meaning in this. And so you know what the meaning was I found? He was lucky to be alive. So I found some meaning and some gratefulness right there. He's lucky to be alive. I'm grateful that he's in a place where they can take care of him. I'm grateful for a doctor that knows how to cut a person's chest open and do open heart surgery. And you talk about pressure, 
I mean, I'm going through that. I'm going, now that's pressure. You walk, wake up in the morning thing. Hey, I got three open heart surgeries to do today. Right. But I am all, all of a sudden now thankful in the chaos that he is okay and that he's in a good place and that he's got great doctors and that, you know, he's got people there that love him and that for all intents and purposes, in my mind, he's going to be okay. Right. And so let's go back through this. The uncertainty, the uncertainty comes. Don't resist. Right. Find healthy comfort items. Don't believe everything you think. Pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on inside of you. And then find meaning in the chaos. Okay? So those are some great strategies for you uh, when you find yourself in an uncertain situation. Now, the good news is he had surgery uh, Tuesday morning and took about three hours, uh, had some major blockage just like they thought, and um, said that he was lucky to be there uh, when and lucky to get there when he did. Uh, but he's he's great. By Tuesday evening, he was setting up, and uh, they were already starting to to try to get him out of the chair and get him um, at least walking a little bit. So, um, so I'm very thankful for that and very grateful for that. And I'm also, you know, grateful to 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 be able to share this experience with you because here's the other thing, guys. Go get checked if you feel like something is out of balance in your body. If you notice something that comes up that's like a, a sharp pain or a pain that you've not recognized before, go get it checked out. The worst thing that can happen, right, is that you come back home. But the doctor told him because he had had a, a heart attack before he even went. And he said what happens is most of the time because those sharp pains only happened once and then they stopped and then had another one and then it stopped, most people don't react to that. Most people don't take that next step to go to the doctor or go to the hospital. And that's when they get in trouble with a massive heart attack and they can't recover. And so, uh, so my encouragement to you is go get checked out. Okay? If you've got something that your body is telling you, you know, our bodies know, okay? our bodies know. And even if your brain's saying, nope, it's okay, your body will tell you. So you go get checked out. Um, deal in a healthy way with uncertainty this week. And I can't wait to see you back here next week. Take care, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget, check out the new course, Stop Fighting Now. Go to drdarrenwilson.com. Sign up today. I can't wait to see you in the course room. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.